0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersweep from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away.
1: Welcome to the Walk Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Kirsten Rea. Hello. And Josh Brown. Hi. J.B. Josh Brown and Christian Ria. We have all sorts of Xbox things coming this next week. Apparently it's gonna be the de- the debut of next-gen uh, hardware and software. We're gonna see some games. Um, Microsoft tweeted something out just saying that, you, know, you guys wanna see some games. We wanna show you those games. Um, so we're just gonna dive into what they'll hopefully be showing off. Um, because they're gonna need it to be a big old conference. They need a lot of people talking about whatever the hell they're gonna be showing. So I assume, or we collectively assume, that it won't just be the most expected stuff and it won't just be a big old Halo showcase. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got uh, three games each um, that we hope will be there. Some things have been talked about before, but their release dates kind of got through out of whack just based on everything around the world right now. Um, And I think we should open with one of the balmiest things that Mr. JB's thrown in the pot, which is Silent Hill.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, right, Scott, we've done a lot, and Kirsten, to be fair, we have all been in Silent Hill videos over the past few weeks because Mm. the rumours are non-stop. Mm -hmm. There 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 is at least one there's at least one silent, game happening, mm. silent Hill game happening. There is mm. at least one of these things in production. And the rumors keep going backwards and forwards on whether or not it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive or whether it's going to be an Xbox Series X exclusive because for the longest time, there was the assumption that Sony might even buy Konami outright and buy all their IP and then be able to make Metal Gear and Silent Hill and stuff. But then, mm-hmm. that seemed to get dashed and then there was the idea that Microsoft were going to get Silent Hill because um, they want to target the Japanese market this time around because the Xbox um, One didn't sell very well in, in that market with them um, Japanese players. Mm-hmm. So they the, the rumors are, and, my, and Phil Spencer himself has, has mentioned, that that's a, a target demographic that they're trying to cater to this time around and win over. So to me, it would be a huge, huge win and a huge swipe against Sony if they did manage to get a Silent Hill game, mm-hmm. be it a Silent Hills game or a <laughs> Silent Hill reboot, On the Xbox Series X, that would be Mm. huge. That would be a bombshell. That's my mic drop moment. It's (laughs) there are other rumours that support it, quote unquote. Do I think it'll happen? Maybe not, but it would be Mm. big. A man's got a
1: dream. A man's got Mm. to think
2: big. Um, (laughs) Kirsten, does this
1: strike you as as ridiculous as it does to me?
3: Uh, I don't know. It's I mean, I I'm, I'm on your team here Josh. I really am. I want Silent Hill as much as the next person because I'm a huge fan of it. But I don't know. It's just been it's been it's been talked about for so long and then put off and taken away and, and very rudely taken away from us. Um I don't know. It, I just I just feel like some of it might be just fans getting excited and maybe starting rumors and then other people I don't know. I really don't know. I just <laughs> I just want a Silent Hill game like I am excited for it if there really is a Silent Hill game then I am all there for it. I'm super excited. I don't care who release, released it and what mm-hmm. it's released on. I will I will have it and I will play it. But I just hope that it does exist because it's just there's nothing worse than having all these rumors about a game that has been longed for for such a long time um, mm. to just never actually appear would be i'm gonna um, throw a curveball
1: in this because um okay. hideo kojima talked about doing a horror game he's already working on his next game apparently it's a horror game and mm-hmm. everyone immediately went oh well he must be working on silent hills what yeah. if he signed deal with microsoft to do a exclusive mm-hmm. game because kojima productions is independent What well, if he's doing a new horror game for microsoft for the xbox series x um that just takes all that silent hillsian goodness but isn't called silent hill um
2: that will be my addendum to you jb that would be huge, man. Like I've got so many curveballs for this, so many different permutations of how it might go, but that would be massive. And I don't think it's entirely out the question, like you said. Mm. Although. Kojima and Kojima Productions has been historically linked with Sony. They are independent, like you said, even Mm -hmm. though their last game was financed by Sony. They weren't the only studio out there or publisher Mm -hmm. out there trying to finance Hideo Kojima's next game. He got Mm -hmm. a bunch of offers and eventually went with the one that he thought would be the most respectful to his vision. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to say that Microsoft might not be the one's this time around, who are the most respectful to his vision? You know what I mean? They might mm-hmm. come out, mm-hmm. they have more or less endless pockets, can give him a load of money. Say, Look, we support whatever you want to do, give us something Silent Hills related that we don't have to title Silent Hills, so we don't have to pay Konami anything, and mm-hmm. give us a killer horror game. I, c- I can mm-hmm. see that happening. Oh, i tell you yeah, what, as well. I have to see. Go on. I was just, I was Death just say, Death Stranding is
1: now on PC, yes. Microsoft own PC, mm-hmm. sir. You know, connect the dots,
2: Down the rabbit hole, I'm just One saying, you know, madness. <laughs> for you two. What if Sony had Silent Hills and managed to retain Kojima, but then Mm -hmm. the Silent Hill reboot game or remake game that's also been rumored came to Xbox (laughs) Series X and then managed to have one Silent Hill game on one console for next gen and another on the other console for next gen. And then they both have exclusive Silent Hill games, but (laughs) They're not really because of different experience. One of these things know.
1: has to happen. And I don't, I mean, mm. I, I want that. But I like mm. the idea of Mr. Kojima coming out with all the spotlights on him again and just walking up to the front of the stage and just saying, I'm back. And then going yeah. to do some random thing with Norman Reedus again. Um, and yeah. look, we, we've we gotten very carried away with these things. So I'm going to say three <laughs> words to you. And that are, the, the, the blah, 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 those are Microsoft Flight Simulator. Now I know that sounds <laughs> insane. I know no one potentially cares about Microsoft Flight Simulator. But my game, because if you look at that game it's insane like no one, like yeah. you you hear about it and it just sounds ridiculous but if you look at the gameplay if they want something to just throw up and be like look mm-hmm. this is running on xbox series x hardware this is what you can buy later in the year um it's microsoft flight simulator um now they've been doing all sorts of different development updates month by month um, and obviously flight simulator is just on as they're just not a, a go-to thing for like a mass audience but i think it's enough um to just show some gameplay because um mm-hmm. as far as i know the the way the reason that game looks so lifelike is because it's a mix of photogrammetry and images they took from satellites and i'm sure they work with google to make it work as well um and it's just it literally just looks lifelike um, like kirsten you were saying that your uh, granddad's like flat, flown planes before and literally yeah. it looks just like real life flight
3: exactly, exactly and i think if it like needs something
1: to just show off what the console can do um mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's a quick sort of entry but one of My 3 is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Do you guys want to go for a little bit of a fly and a bit of a cheap (laughs) play?
3: I think so. Like, yeah, that would be incredible. Especially, I think, what would be a good idea to, like you said, sort of show off what the Xbox can do. I mean, I don't know. Are they still doing, like, Game Pass and stuff with the the new Xbox X? Why not just chuck that in as, like, one of the first new Game Pass games? Just Mm. so, you know you think, well, I'm not spending money on it, but you can still jump in and you can just be mind blown by how incredible the console is and just kind of get you into the mindset of just how, like, what this console can do. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's probably people out there that will play flight simulators. There's people that play, like, you know, these different farming simulators and all that sort of stuff. Might not be our cup of tea, but from a, like, development standpoint, it looks incredible. Mm -hmm. So to kind of have that um, as, like, a little free you know, game that you can just jump into would, um, I think that would be quite a good idea because it, it does. It, it's it, oh, I, its beautiful. It looks beautiful.
1: <laughs> the Game Pass is a hell of a shout. Like you said, mm. like if you were just offered that up, you would give it a shot. Mm. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's like some rumours about how large the file size is because they've literally, as far as I know, they've pretty much mapped the world on it. Wow. Um, which, I don't know, <laughs> a couple hundred gigs worth of data. But um, yeah. maybe there's a way for it to happen. Um, Kirsten, one of your uh, first games is Cyberpunk.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, cyber, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 um, mm-hmm. finally has a uh, release date for September 17th, 2020 this year. Um, so like you and Scott, you can buy these games kind of in a almost mm-hmm. and then it gets kind of transferred over to the xbox uh, x which is um a really really brilliant idea um but i just feel like it's i mean how long ago was it when the first cyberpunk trailer came out i feel like it was years ago that oh, we man, saw it,
1: it's been rumored well it got there was a, a very quick sort of like conceptual teaser thing back in like yeah. 2013 uh, where yeah. they showed like a, a girl with blade arms being executed by like a police officer and it was like, oh this is the next game from cdpr but yeah, yeah it's taken this long for it to eventually come out
3: Yes. So I think that's one of my main points is that the reason I'm so excited for this is because we have been waiting several years for this game. So Mm -hmm. to finally have an actual definitive release date, as well as the fact that it will be on a brand new console as well, is incredibly exciting because just the whole aesthetic of the game is just something completely different. And I'm just, I can't wait to jump into that world. It Mm -hmm. looks beautiful. It's something completely different to what like anything that I've ever played, really.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of stuff that they've done, Like, we, I can't think what the name of it is, and I should know, but we talked about it before we started recording, about, yeah, that idea that if you buy it on regular Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, Xbox One now, um, it's forwards compatible with the Series X. They just give you the, uh, the next-gen version. Um, but in terms of like how much we've seen of the game as well, um, mm. as far as I know, the last deep dive thing was that 45-minute gameplay demo from uh, last year, and that yeah. was initially behind closed doors, then they released it. Josh, is there mm-hmm. something else? Am I missing
2: something? I, I think there was... Was there something in Microsoft's E3 last year when we yeah. got the big Keanu reveal, was that? Oh god, one that was yes. after. Time, yeah, is, yeah. time is a flat circle. Time I know. Is
1: <laughs> flat circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the whole Keanu thing. We yes. saw more there, so I guess there is a bit of an association with Microsoft, and those are the one. Those have been the people getting out there saying, like, trying mm-hmm. to associate Cyberpunk with uh, Xbox
2: um, logos yep. and
1: stuff. So maybe
2: it makes more sense that way as well. Yes. that's why i think well we will see i think for me that's one of the rumored games that are going to be there that more or less is nailed on you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. like you mentioned there um cyberpunk turned up on microsoft stage at e3 last year they are trying their best to associate this game with their brand through the, mm-hmm. the marketing if mm-hmm. not you know any kind of exclusivity and i think it is it it, it makes sense because microsoft has lacked games associated with the Xbox brand over the past few years that kind mm-hmm. of hit that deep RPG kind of market, if that makes sense. They haven't had a, had, haven't had a f- fable in a long time. They've yeah. mo- mostly focusing on kind of like shooters and action games and stuff like that. So to get mm-hmm. something with the fan backing as CDPR and Cyberpunk, I think that would be a, a huge win and a very savvy move from old Phil Spencer to be able to go, look, you know, this isn't, this isn't, our exclusive game but it plays best on the Xbox yeah. well, it yeah. looks best it plays best yeah. You also know, buy it on our console
0: mm-hmm. yes.
1: There's also and, a and you that get it like, for
2: free like Kirsten said you
0: know what I mean yeah, yeah yeah
2: and like
1: also like because it is coming out so soon like at this stage um, they've they've locked code I mean the game's being certified in Australia and as far as I know like that is the final version if anything well I don't even think there'll be bug testing anymore if they've, if, they've, if it's gone to certification I think that is the final version um, so it's like okay that's the final version of Cyberpunk you might as well mm-hmm. get it out there and just see what it looks like on the Series X um, so that's one thing and um,
2: Josh, your next game down is Lord of the Rings Gollum. Yes, a game that I'm getting increasingly more excited about the more I hear from it because this really
3: of the, the first.
2: Right, we and Kirsten had a thing about this in the uh, in the PS5 video we did about all the confirmed games because this game was yes. announced ages ago and just a, it's just kind of like a text update. It was one of the first next gen mm-hmm. video games we knew about. And for the longest time it was more or less a joke a punchline, you know what I mean? You hear the name The Lord of the Rings Golem and you don't think <laughs> promising things. You think why how? Even if it was called cool. What's, I, what's
1: I think it's more refined. <laughs> yeah. But,
2: yeah, exactly. It sounds like a mad project, but the more the developers have talked about it, the more promising it seems because it feels like it's going to be like this deep RPG thing where you control Gollum, who isn't based on Andy Serkis's Gollum. It's uh, based on like the books and it's mm. set mm-hmm. for the books. was oh, it? No, it's set between. It's set somewhere. It's set somewhere <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings universe. Lots of riddles. That's the, the gripping insight I've got there. But yeah, it's not Andy Serkis' golem. It's like a, a new take on the character. So you get to have more say over what he does and kind of the route he goes on. And I think that's quite, quite cool because it's so sort of out there and weird that it might just work. You wouldn't make The Lord of the Rings golem if you weren't committed to that idea because it's so... Yeah seems like so kind of like anti to what a Lord of the Rings game is all about. You'd expect mm-hmm. a bunch of other characters to get their solo games before you got to Gollum. So I do feel like if you're doing it, you need to have the passion behind it, you need to have the mm-hmm. ideas, and hopefully we will finally see it in the flesh proper, and it will convince all the naysayers out there <laughs> <that it laughs> The thing that I,
1: could, The thing that I really think. want from it is I want to start the game as Smeagol. I want it to be this full on like 30, 40 hour thing where you really see his descent into Gollum. Yeah. But I also kind of want like some sort of skill tree. Where where, like you're not really like, you're, you can unlock the ability to rip a finger off by the end. Like, I'm going to start with sword fighting and then do something afterwards. I just don't know, because yeah. if you start as full on loincloth golem, then I don't know where you go from there. I think you need mm. to get, well, you need to start as human and go from there, or hobbit and go from there. What,
2: what yeah. I want to see happen is that you do start more of a, you know, you start more like Smeagol, you start mm-hmm. more, you know, well put together. You're not this golem thing, creature thing. But then as you go through the game and you're making these decisions in the narrative, Whether Mm -hmm. directly or indirectly, you're becoming more corrupted by, you know, the One Ring and if we see the deterioration of the character transforming as the game goes on into this more animalistic creature. I think that could be really cool Mm -hmm. if if that transformation is influenced by your actions whether you're trying to help people and then you're getting more corrupted or you're trying to be bad and then you're hmm. giving in to those urges. I think that could be cool. As long yeah. as there's a minigame where I can slap Samwise Gamgee around and take a look <laughs> <in the car laughs> yeah,
1: I'll take fine. that. That's all I want.
2: Yeah. If we're talking about like like Gollumy based minigames,
1: I want fishing. I want him to be able to slap yes. the hell out of the water and catch a fish and then bash yeah. the fish on a rock. Otherwise, what the hell are we even doing? <laughs> yeah, um, the so the Yeah, and I just, you know, there's a a fair lack of stuff you could do. Um, The next one down, Josh, you mentioned Fable before. Now, I had this down. I've got Fable 4 down as one of mine um, just because that was originally leaked by Kotaku back in 2018. Um, Just sort of nonchalantly, they were covering something else and Jason Schreier just dropped the sentence in the middle of a report just saying, like, by the way, Fable 4 is being developed next door and everyone kind of went, (laughs) all right, fine. And so, yeah, we've kind of know it's been coming for a while. Um, It's in development by uh, Playground Games, which are the Forza people, Forza Horizon people. Um, But they're based down in Sheffield, so it kind of feels like they would still be able to to get the like english sort of sensibility that makes fable fable like you need a very specific sense of humor um, and yeah. to make that work um and so yeah i mean they've shown very little of it there was a big leak um again times a flat circle i don't know when i'm gonna say last year and <laughs> um, that sort of detailed different things in regards to time being thrown out of whack and you being put down on a series of different islands and there was lots of, sort of customization and ways to explore different um environment types and stuff um but i guess it's just that general question of like do you guys are you still psyched for a new fable or do you think at this oh. stage they should just do something else
3: yes no i I am so excited for a new fable the last fable i got excited about turned out to be a bloody connect game so um, (laughs) yes so to actually have a proper fable game that isn't some crappy shoddy connect well a monstrosity would um be Fantastic because I absolutely love those games. I've played all of them. Um, I think the only one I've never completed was the very first one, um, mm. just because I never got around to it as a kid to play it. And then when I went back to try and play it, it was just so old that I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but it was, they're just, they're just brilliant. They Like you said, the humor that's there, the story that's there, each time, each game has kind of changed subtle little things with how, um, you know, with the kind of good and evil way. I think, was it the second one where? you kind of turned more into like an angel or like a demon. Was
1: that the second? one? Uh, I mean, you kind of oh. well, you kind of always been able to get like horns and and be like yeah. angelic, like um based on like your actions and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three was I guess I don't know. They've sort of combat wise for me the thing that always put me off, um, because I dropped off on Fable three, but I adore Fable one and two, especially two. Yes. Um, three, the thing that put me off was all the weird menu stuff where it was like the main me- the pause menu was like a room that you beamed into yes. and it was all just mm. kind of weird. <laughs> I love John Cleese, but it was just yeah. like a weird like slow way of making it work, and I yeah. of of dropped off. Um, but yeah, I mean that those games have so much personality and like you said that all the like in even the angel demon stuff in terms of yes. how you look in that world and um, mm. like going to like a mate's house and realizing that they just been a, a massive bit of poop and they had like two huge horns because they've yeah. been like <laughs> kicking everyone's doors in um, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time <laughs> josh are you psyched for more fable
0: normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra
2: As much as I enjoyed the original Fable games, except three, uh, I never loved them, like, you know what I mean? I, oh, really? I love the world, I love the humour, but the combat and sometimes even the story, I've never mm. been quite able to get into it. And for as much as I never wanted, you know, Lionhead Studios to shut down or anything, I do think it was, at the time, um, in need of kind of some fresh blood and a fresh take on the uh, the, the concept, and I think that Playground Games, even though they've not done anything like an action-driven RPG before, because they're mm-hmm. mostly known for the the Forza Horizon games, I do think like maybe that's what the franchise needs. Maybe it needs mm-hmm. some passionate young rapscallions to come in and kind of mm-hmm. kick it up the bum a bit and do something different <laughs> and kind of give us a proper next-gen fable. I don't mm-hmm. know whether yeah. that's going to be. Um, something the, the the core fan base wants, because I'm not, like I said, I've never loved Fable, but mm. I, think it's, I think it's fundamentally put probably what it needs because that's such a huge brand for Microsoft. And it's, it's like you said, Kirsten, it's been sitting out for such a mm-hmm. long time. All we've had are those, is, is that cancelled game that didn't eventually come out and then like the Connect game and stuff like mm. that. So it has been done dirty for a while. And I want yes. this mm-hmm. to see, considering how long it's been in development and how long it's been rumored um, for, I want this to be a proper, committed yeah. Next gen Fable experience that blows our socks off and makes yeah. us want to get
1: next <laughs> The thing that is terrifying, I've just quickly Googled there Fable 3 came out in 2010. So there'll wow. be teenagers whose only experience of Fable was that VR thing oh, or like gosh. maybe seeing a trailer for Fable <laughs> Legends. Like, oh, yeah, if you were, you would be three years old, born in 2007, like around about sort of Fable 1, 2, and then just growing up in the 2010s being like, oh, why does dad care about Fable? Well, it was good, all right? It was a good time. <laughs> I liked it. Was it. Good, uh, son but um yeah. yeah so i mean i don't know i think if they came back strong enough maybe they just ditch the fact that it's a numbered thing and just kind of go just call it fable again um, yeah. I and mean, even the first one had something like the it was like always like fable colon something journey when they remastered it it had like a little subtitle um so maybe there's a way to make it work um mm. what was my next thing down i think it was someone from kirsten we should do one of yours you should do, um you should do dying light 2
3: dying light 2 okay, okay hang on a second my my notes have disappeared um, hardcore so- dog kicking zombies Yes. Well, I mean, I really enjoyed dying the first Dying Light. It was a brilliant concept with the whole parkour, zombie aspect, survival thing. It was just kind of this huge mishmash of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, it worked. Um, it had a decent storyline. It wasn't the best, but it had a decent storyline. Um, plus the fact that you could play it online with your friends as well, which was always really fun. Um, but yeah, it did seem um, a little bit short. And um, it's been a good long time since I th- they... Um, since the first one was released, I can't bloody remember when the first one was it, it was feels like 2015, like, 2014. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels yeah. like a good few years ago. Um, so, yeah, so it's been a good long time since we've had another edition for um, mm-hmm. Dying Light 2. But, um, yes, so it kind of feels like it's come out of the blue. It's not, um, There's we've, the only information we've got out of it is that it's to be confirmed. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, God knows when that's going to be released, if ever, if it's going to be one of those ones that just continuously gets pushed back with the whole situation we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it looks brilliant. I'm just up for for more um, zombie kicking and parkour, to be honest, because um, the zombies in that, I really enjoyed how um, unique they were and how they kind of, um, I mean, you always have special zombies in games like this, don't you, where you Mm -hmm. have like bloaters and ones that explode and like ones that are faster than the others. And um, it just made it terrifying because during the day you were fine. You could run around if you wanted to venture in somewhere. It felt a little bit safer, but it did also go into like nighttime modes, which was mm. terrifying because sometimes you could only do certain missions in the nighttime, and when you're not playing with somebody else, it is terrifying. So <laughs> I, I thought it was just the perfect combination of everything. As a zombie fan, um, it it really uh, it really yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, mm-hmm. I remember having plenty of time of me and my friends playing that and and panicking our way through these. Uh, missions because um someone might get lost or pinned down and then i couldn't see them or i didn't have a flashlight and i was just like i'm sorry i can't help you i'm, oh, I'm God, just gonna I mean, leave you there
1: the amount of, like this because i remember i've actually barely played dying light i know it's like oh. a, it's a big
2: deal like josh did you play it yeah i loved it like it came out yeah. of nowhere and i was well on board did you get everyone's, yeah. okay. okay. everyone's like it's talked so about expensive. it I know everyone's talked about it as this like massive
1: deal. And I, I played the demo. My thing with it, and this applies to Mirror's Edge as well, is that I just mm. I can't stand first person first person platforming. Um, yeah. I just it always feels a bit off. And I know that Dying Light did it better um, than most of the others. Mirror's Edge is obviously like solid and has a reputation and stuff too. But I don't you know. I, if I was looking forward to something in Dying Light too, it's to make first person platforming. I don't you know, just more. I don't know if it's just a personal, completely subjective thing, but because I can't see where I'm placing my character, it always just mm. puts me off. I always feel like I'm just. Very vaguely like battle rubbing up against part of the environment hoping for the best Um, and Mm. I thought that um, actually Titanfall 2 did it really well in terms of the wall running and like just the the general sense of locomotion and like if you could get a dying light that played as fast and responsive as something like Titanfall 2 then that would get me in Um, but yeah in terms of like the day night stuff they had some really cool ideas and Mm -hmm. I just remember seeing a clip where someone ran in and drop kicked like four zombies at once and I was like that's that's pretty cool Um, there's always that Um, Josh your last one is Starfield which potentially would save Bethesda from their weird hole of blackness that they're in. The
2: <laughs> yes, well, with at risking changing this entire video to be another you know, kicking of Bethesda because I don't no. think we need that. They have no the greatest generation. I'd say I love Fallout Four. A lot of people didn't love Fallout Four. Oh, oh like I like Fallout Seventy Six. Yeah, yeah it's good. I, I Ooh, liked dude, it. <laughs>
3: It's a good game. Hates it's, hits Dying Light. Hates we, won't talk about pre- pre- <laughs> we won't talk about Preston, but everything else was fine.
2: <laughs> Fallout
1: 3.5, carry
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyway, obviously, Starfield is their next big thing, isn't it? It's it's mm. not based on Fallout. It's not based on The Elder Scrolls. They're finally doing something new in the big AAA RPG space for the first time in, what, over a decade now? Mm. And this thing has been rumored for a long time. It was announced two years ago, and yet we've seen nothing from it. You would assume that with over five years now between Fallout 4 and where we're currently at, Mm -hmm. um, we would have expected to have at least seen a gameplay trailer or something else. But they have been so quiet on it that I think this, this year has to be the year. And I know we say that about a lot of things. But I do think this year has to be the year. And all the rumors that have been coming out over the past few months seem to point towards them at least having a trailer ready for an event before E3. And now Mm. considering the only event before E3 that we know is definitely going ahead is this Microsoft thing, I've just had to connect the dots like that. Mm. It's not much much to go on, but... I I, I can see it happening rather than Bethesda holding their own press conference again because they've already ruled out that they had something planned for E3, but now it's not going ahead. They can't be asked, essentially. They're not going to do it. They're going to just disperse the games that they did have over different conferences. So Uh if, if Microsoft got something as big as Starfield, And let's remember that Bethesda as a company has always kind of aligned more with them than Sony because their games Mm -hmm. on Sony's consoles have, especially in the PS3 era, were markedly worse. They were far Mm -hmm. boogier. They were far um, more disappointing. And over this generation, Bethesda and Microsoft have kind of been partnered together in a marketing uh, department standpoint. Mm -hmm. So to see that continue with Starfield would make a lot of sense. And I I do think now is the time for them to unveil it.
1: Yeah, I would absolutely love Bethesda to just calm the F down, step back a bit, and just focus on their plate of their strengths. Um because for me, like um it's the total opposite. I think this this last generation, like for me, but Beth- Bethesda haven't nailed anything since Skyrim, and that was in twenty eleven. Mm. Um and, like I liked Fallout Four, but I just thought it wasn't enough. But for their sort of shift, they've kind of made this shift into like being a bigger publisher, you know, they put out all these different games like Dishonored and Evil Within and Rage 2. And I just thought they acted as a pretty terrible publisher. One of the only games that survived that was Doom in terms of like sales wise when nearly everything else they barely did any marketing they held back on review copies until it was too late Um, you know and they they try to do these big press conferences but they just didn't didn't have anything to show so I'm so up for them just taking a step back going okay maybe we rushed these things too much um, and focusing on something like Starfield to win people around again um, because it is their first new IP in like 20 Mm. years or whatever Um, as far as I know they've never done a sci-fi thing Um, and so it would just be cool to see what the hell that game is Um, the thing that skewers it a bit for me is that they're still using the same engine as um uh. before like it's still gonna be the same fallout 4 engine but maybe there's a way to make that work i mean a lot of the modders on the fan side have made it look incredible so mm. maybe there's a way um, but yeah i guess um what was my last one oh i had elden ring for my last one mm. um which i think is like the last thing in terms of um, one of the last sort of games that could just sort of slip out in terms of a last minute thing. Um, because From Software initially um, have been developing it since 2017. Um, they showed the trailer for it a couple of years ago. Uh, Target listed it for a 2020 release. Um, but I guess it's just like, do you think it'll just come out of nowhere in terms of a brand new From Software game when Sekiro was two years ago?
2: I think. Yeah. Yeah. I so.
1: It wasn't so was like, yeah, right?
2: No, was it? Was it? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> time is a flat circle so, I'm think i going to go with <laughs> yeah. I love
1: that we're just three people who did have time to sort of Google this but we didn't I don't know when hero came it out so I'm going to go it was, it was last year was, yeah, yeah yeah all the torment that. of that game anyway um, with that being just one year away it's like do they drop Elden Ring straight away I think they would at least release it uh, or sorry release the trailer for it um, because yeah this is their big game that is um, Hidetaka Miyazaki pairing with J- uh, George R R Martin um, and I think just getting that game out there in terms of a trailer how the story is and things like that um, there was a huge leak um, that's doing the rounds of at the minute, but it isn't like verified or anything. Um, saying that you're visiting various different kingdoms and um, stealing limbs from people to power up um, <laughs> <and then laughs> That's moving on so from software. I know, right? That's what made me think oh. it was a real that that leak is real. Um, mm. But yeah, each kingdom is like a mini Dark Souls or a mini Bloodborne. You uh, advance all the way through, you defeat a boss, mm. and you steal a limb from someone, um, and then you slowly become more powerful on your way to this final place. And um, there's also this middle hub area called the field where you get mounts and you can go on horses and different and bears and different animals and stuff. And um, so all of that stuff sounds great but um yeah to pass it back over to you
2: guys are you ready for more brutal from soft stuff or would you rather they (laughs) calms down a bit i'm gagging for it man i can't wait for (laughs) another from soft game like i'm having withdrawals it's only been a year but it feels much longer and i think Mm -hmm. elden ring with the the names attached to it like george R. 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 martin like you said and the scope of it the fact that it's been in Mm. development so long i just i want to see more and I mm-hmm. do think, again, it would be smart if it's out on um, – it, it's not going to be an exclusive for Xbox, but if Microsoft managed to align themselves with it, it's mm-hmm. a win in the same way that Sony got Bloodborne a few years ago, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. this respected developer that the hardcore fans really, really love, and if you can associate one of their new games with your console, it, it's it's a big win for a specific kind of audience. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it will be a savvy move. And I do think it makes sense for them to drop it at the end of the year. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we see from software games in like the spring, but obviously it's spring now and they haven't released Mm -hmm. an update in a long time and with everything going on, it might make more sense to push it towards the end of the year and have it as a Mm cross-generational release, if it is Mm -hmm. cross-generational. Well, right now
1: yeah yeah well right now the um, the initial release date was meant to be June um, and then mm. the, the date the target listed it as is just December 31st which is obviously a placeholder um, but the fact that they've put it up for 2020 like very much heavily implies that it's coming at some point this year um, mm. factor in the cross you know the different generational leap and it, it, it hasn't been developed for Series X or PS5 assumedly so it has to come out you know the rest of this year um, so I think you might as well show it off at a big Microsoft conference and get the um, the fan vote for from software um, mm-hmm. Kirsten your last game is Watch Dogs Legion a game I completely forgot Existed until
3: <laughs> yes, I think a lot of people have. Um, another one that we saw the trailer for a good long while ago and then just kind of vanished off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, I think when people saw the trailer they just assumed that it was like oh this is going to be coming out relatively soon and then um there were some cancellations and then they pushed it back and then obviously we got ourselves into a bit of a pandemic um (laughs) cheeky bit of pandemic pandemic. so um yes as of yet i still don't think there is an actual um release date but they've put down it is going to be this year it is 2020 Mm. when that will be i do not know um but i do feel a little bit better knowing that hopefully it should be this year because yeah that's another one like cyberpunk i feel like i've been waiting a long time for Mm. um and then i'm pretty sure me and josh spoke about this before with um with watchdogs legion it's all of a sudden just kind of come back into existence people are talking about it again um but yes it's uh obviously taking place in uh, post brexit britain um which i just i just think is a brilliant concept (laughs) um i i'm totally there for any games that are sort of jumping on the whole brexit or britain bandwagon at the moment because it's it's a lot more relatable and kind of seeing that, um, you know, fall out of what could have been um, Mm -hmm. is just brilliant. And also, I want to play as a ninja granny. Is that too much? I was just going
1: to say, not enough games let you play as ninja pensioners.
3: Oh, I I, I remember seeing the trailer and I thought, this looks really good. And then as soon as I saw that old lady, I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is the game that I need in my life. And that is the because I think you can, from what I saw, there was like certain characters i think they released a bit of gameplay where certain Mm. characters might be getting like killed off very early on um as long as she's not one of them because i don't know if it's i I swear there was something about how yeah there's these main characters but there is basically a possibility that they could be killed off or taken Mm. away or something like that that's like there's no definitive oh they will definitely live there's a chance with everyone could be kind of killed off Mm -hmm. um So that's that makes me even more invested to just to have this old lady just make it through this whole game because I if she dies at any point in that game I'm starting again I'm not I'm not having that happen she has to live.
1: I want my effort to make it through from the beginning yes. to end. But I think, yeah, I mean, the, if you're going to show off like next-gen tech and uh, le- like Watch Dogs Legion has been in development for next-gen consoles for a while, mm-hmm. um, that system that you're talking about is apparently they've come up with some way to um, make it so that every single NPC is playable and it just dynamically creates a voice bank for them based on like mm-hmm. pitch and um, tempo and tone and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like you know, based on the way their character model is, kind of no man's sky-ish, but I guess applied to humans and talking and um, mm-hmm. having dialogue. And like you said, any character can die and then anyone else can then pick it up as far as I know yeah. that's what they're aiming for which just sounds incredibly ambitious but if they could mm. do um, a more fleshed out gameplay demo they kind of show bits of it off but yeah. maybe show something on Series X that just proves the hardware can keep up with all that stuff yeah. um, you know and, and show some sort of story that modulates like every two seconds in terms of this person dies now it's this person and show off different um, parts of the uh, the world that they've built um, mm-hmm. Josh, when you come down on Watch Dogs Legion now you excited for more
2: <laughs> I'm a bit conflicted man because yeah. like um, I really enjoyed watchdogs 2 and i thought the the original watchdogs was a promising game that took yeah. a lot of flack at the time perhaps mm-hmm. rightfully so for downgrades and not living up to expectations mm-hmm. but i feel like this is being the big next gen franchise that's kind of failed a little bit it hasn't yeah. lived up to that potential and i want to see it really hit it out of the park i want legion to be as good as it can be and if that mm-hmm. means it needs to be you know delayed to be a cross-gen release to capitalize on all of its mad mad ambitions that's totally fine because i just yeah. i want them to get it properly right this time I thought Mm -hmm. they got it right with two for the most part, but that didn't Mm. really have the audience for it. And I think, like you said, all of the stuff we're talking about here, whether it's the controlling the NPCs, playing as the ninja granny, and (laughs) having the permadeath system for those NPCs, Mm. there are some cool original concepts there. And I just don't want it to go down the same route that Ghost Recon did, in my opinion, where Mm. that just Mm -hmm. became Ubisoft by the numbers, which, you know, it had no real heart to it in a way that the... For what it's worth, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer looks like it has Mm. a lot of heart to it. And I want to see something kind of on that scale with that level of ambition behind it, that level of confidence for it to not just be Yet another Ubisoft game. If they can mm-hmm. convince me that it's not just another Ubisoft game, I will be totally on board. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, yeah, Watch
1: Dogs is is kind of the epitome of like this big. Because like, that their tagline back then was the next generation starts here. And then mm-hmm. Watch Dogs obviously didn't do very well. Assassin's Creed Unity's face fell off, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like okay, we need to try and figure out what we're going to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I thought Watch Dogs Two um, totally brought that back, and it is still a great like open world action game. And um, they just got overshadowed because the IP is just sort of like not looked on very fondly. I would yeah. prefer they did something with Splinter Cell, but because they keep refusing to acknowledge it exists, I will take stealth in any <laughs> form I can get it. Um, so I guess they're bad. But yeah, we'll find out next week what the hell they're going to do to show off mm. the new Xbox, and hopefully one of these nine games will be revealed. And um, for now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, for joined by Kirsten Rear. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Brown. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. See
3: ya.